This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. The heartbeat of Saskatchewan is agriculture, and 620 CKRM is proud to be your voice for everything ag. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with your host, Ryan Young. Good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, brought to you by the Arcola Co-op. You're at home here on Highway 13 in Arcola. And brought to you by Mendeco. Talk to your Mendeco dealer or visit Mendeco.com to learn more about Mendeco land rollers and tillage equipment. Today, young producers within the cattle industry were able to participate in the Young Leaders Spring Forum put on by the Canadian Cattle Association. The Stock Growers Association's AGM and Convention is underway, and it's hot, hot, hot in many areas of Saskatchewan. Farm weather, speaking of which, is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Ryan Young. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnston's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection. And Municipal Hail Insurance, crop insurance at cost. See municipalhail.ca. Young producers across Canada gathered in Calgary last week for the annual Canadian Cattle Young Leaders Mentorship Program. The Canadian Cattle Association says this event brings 16 participants from across the nation between the ages of 18 to 35. For three days, the participants went on a variety of tours and heard from many speakers, conveying a wide range of topics from building their professional and personal brand to succession planning. Russell Galelli, who has a mixed farming operation near the community of Crossfield, north of Calgary, thought it was very informative. Yeah, our group is really diverse, so it's uh, we have everywhere from cow-calf producers and seedstock producers like myself, um, to veterinarians, to university professors that are studying beef and the whole food chain. And, um, it's uh, a very well-rounded group from all across the country, and it's been great meeting everybody and hearing their experiences and what they do and how everybody fits into the beef industry. What would you say is one of your biggest takeaways from this forum? Probably would have been on the second day where we jam-packed probably just about a week's worth of stuff into one day, but the biggest one I'd probably say would have been at the Chinook Ranch, um, just kind of learning how they are able to graze cattle year-round and supplement them with uh, what cattle only truly need. So, it was uh, pretty interesting seeing their operation and how it works and the whole how they make everything tie together. Uh, it was really interesting to see. Awesome. And uh, coming out of this forum, uh, would you say that by the end of it, uh, you kind of feel uh, more empowered or more confident uh, to you know get more involved in the cattle industry here in Canada? Yeah, definitely. I would say... Uh, just the whole interaction, uh, every time you go to one of these events, you, if you can take away at least two or three things, I think you're always further ahead and, and apply them to my own operation here at home. And it's always nice seeing different perspectives and other people's perspectives and having that social aspect and getting together and talking about what works, what doesn't work, and how you might be able to apply different things that uh Every time one of these opportunities arises, it's always a great thing to jump onto because you're bound to learn something and uh, develop yourself further. Anything else you wanted to add? I think that's about it, I guess. Uh, yeah, once again, just 
like thanking all the sponsors and uh, our CYL organizer, uh, Jessica. Um, she just does an amazing job at uh, getting everything put together and keeping us in line where we need to be going. Yeah, it's just been a great experience this whole past year with, between uh, mentee mentor mentorship and uh, the spring forum definitely was a great way to start wrapping things up. President of the Canadian Cattle Association, Nathan Finney, says the goal of this forum is to empower and equip the next generation of leaders in the Canadian beef industry. The program has grown and, you know, it's attributed to our sponsors and the willingness of our industry, you know, to serve as mentors and, you know, to help bring young people to the table. And one thing that we're at CCA we're looking to do is not we're not looking just to maintain this program. But we're looking at how we can and grow it even further um, for youth involvement into the industry and, and into the CCA. They are the next generation. They are the people that are, you know, going to have to uh, work with some of the uh, issues of today, tomorrow, uh, moving down the road. So their involvement is uh, essential to this. So, you know, by by bringing them in, having them involved, empowering them to have further discussion and, and uh You know, that is the whole purpose of this program, and I think it's world-leading myself. Finney says what they do with young people and the work the next generation does for the industry is something that should be sought after by other organizations. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Prairie 6-Inch. For Prairie 6-Inch eaves trough, size matters. So see Prairie 6-Inch eaves trough, your farm shop specialist, prairieeavestrough.ca. To nobody's surprise, it's hot outside and there is a heat warning in effect for eastern Saskatchewan, a bit of the north and the Regina area. And Jesse Wagar with Environment Canada agrees with that assessment. It is hot. Uh, We are expecting temperatures to be near that 30 degree mark all week uh, and into the weekend as well. It doesn't look like until maybe early next week that we might see a little bit of of a dip in the temperature. So this is a a bit of an extended period of, of, of quite hot temperatures in store for Saskatchewan. She says a hot and humid air mass is bringing the heat. Yeah, so it's our upper level flow pattern. Those are the steering winds that that bring in our weather systems. And right now we're under an upper ridge that uh, is here to stay for a little bit. So it's it's pumping in the the uh, the higher temperatures and uh, clearing out the skies later in the week and and uh, it'll be nice and sunny and and quite hot. The temperatures are way above normals for this time of year, as the normal high is 22 and the normal low is seven degrees. Wagar says we're in for a warm summer. That is the projection. Yes, our seasonal forecast that was issued uh, just a few days ago, actually on May 31st, uh, is for a, a high chance of being uh, above normal temperatures throughout the summer months. For, for most of Canada, actually, it looks like it's going to be quite a warm summer. She encourages people to stay cool and hydrate. Yeah, just we want to make sure that everyone is watching for the effects of heat illness. You know, extended periods of heat can be quite dangerous. Uh, You know, so make sure people are taking, uh, you know, breaks out of the sun if they can uh, in in cool areas, uh, you know, drinking plenty of water. um, And especially if you're working outside, uh, make sure you're taking regularly scheduled breaks uh, in a cool place uh, to prevent uh, any heat illness uh, that may arise uh, being in the heat for as long as you might be. Jesse Wagar is a meteorologist with Environment Canada. 
The Saskatchewan Stock Growers Association is holding its annual general meeting and convention today and tomorrow in Moose Jaw. The theme is weathering the storm, which is appropriate considering all the challenges faced by the cattle sector over the past number of years. Garner Diebold from Hodgeville is the stock growers president. We have come out of some really difficult years here, you know, whether it be drought, low prices, and uh, the challenges going forward are going to be the high input costs. It's always the unforeseen uh, changes that happen. Feed grain prices and feed in general uh, seems to be easing off a bit, but again, we're right in the middle of the growing season here right now, so the next uh, month or two will tell the tale on that as well. And, and so we're hoping going forward here that we're going to see a few years of really strong markets, a few years where we do have you know, near average rainfall and that we're in for a few better years. Debald talks about current conditions. Generally, we're starting off better this year than we have the last three or four years. There was a significant runoff in some areas. And and again, we can't forget about the people that didn't get any runoff or are still in really dry conditions. They're not out of the drought situation, but across the board, across the province, we are better off, generally speaking. And so grass has had a good start. Uh, We're going to need some rain throughout the growing season here as we always do, but, you know, we do have a better start, and people are a little bit more optimistic on that side. That's Garner Diebald, president of the Saskatchewan Stock Growers Association, which is holding its annual convention today in Moose Jaw. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Ryan Young. Now today's Ag Review with Doug Falconer of GX94, brought to you by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integra Tire in Grenfell, your locally owned Integra Tire dealers. Landowners in southeastern Saskatchewan are raising concerns about drainage projects they say are flooding people downstream and wrecking roads. Project documents show farmers in the Mooseman area have dug channels and ditches to move water out of wetlands and into a nearby creek, Downstream landowners say much of this drainage work was done without permits and has flooded fields, washed out roads and caused other issues. Some also say they are concerned with the loss of wetlands. They believe the Water Security Agency is not taking their concerns seriously. A watershed planner who worked on these drainage projects says the goal was to slow the water so people downstream aren't flooded. The Water Security Agency is working on a framework that is to allow drainage in Saskatchewan, but in a way that aims to mitigate flooding and retain some wetlands. Spring seeding has basically wrapped up in Alberta, but most of the province could now use a good rain. The latest weekly crop report on Friday pegged the seeding of all crops at 97% complete as of Tuesday. However, surface soil moisture is now rated 65% poor to fair, an increase of 18 points on the week, while the good to excellent rating dropped to 34% from 52% a week earlier. The Peace is the only region that had surface soil moisture rated above 50% good to excellent at 71%. Provincially, emergence is ahead of the five-year average at 76% for all crops. Emergence in the south, central and northeast regions are only slightly ahead of their five-year averages, whereas the Northwest and Peace region are 32 and 36 points ahead of their five-year averages, respectively. 
CNNCPKC rails supply to combine 98% of hopper cars ordered in Grain Week 43, an improvement from the previous week's 95% order fulfillment performance. On a combined basis, CN and CPKC have now supplied 94% or more of cars ordered in each of the last seven weeks. The improved performance reflects an improvement for CN and a modest decline in performance for CPKC. In supplying 98% of hopper cars ordered on time in week 43, CN's performance improved from the 92% posted in week 42 and remained above the 90% performance threshold for the 7th straight week and 11th time in the last 12 weeks. CPKC order fulfillment performance declined slightly, albeit with the railway supplying 98% of cars ordered, down slightly from the 99% order fulfillment performance seen the previous week. CPKC also remains above the 90% threshold for the 7th straight week and 10th time in the last 11 weeks. New research on Prince Edward Island shows that the use of fertilizers that slowly release nitrogen can dramatically reduce greenhouse gas emissions. David Burton with Dalhousie University Center for Sustainable Soil Management says the three-year studies show that using enhanced efficiency fertilizers reduced nitrous oxide emissions by up to 60% in some fields. He says nitrous oxide is a very important global warming gas and agriculture is among its primary sources. The studies were conducted as part of the Living Labs Initiative, a partnership between the federal and provincial governments, PEI farmers, private industry and watershed groups. The U.S. is escalating its conflict with Mexico over agriculture biotech measures, including the stance on genetically modified corn by requesting dispute settlement consultations. The North American neighbors are inching closer to a full-blown trade dispute under the Canada-U.S.-Mexico agreement on trade over Mexico's policies to limit the use of GM corn, which it imports from the U.S., If the consultations announced on Friday fail to resolve disagreements within 75 days, Washington can request a dispute settlement panel to decide the case. Asked if Canada would take similar action to the U.S., a spokesperson for the Trade Ministry said Canada is considering its next steps and would be guided by what is in the best interest of our farmers and the Canadian agriculture sector. And that's today's Ag Review. I'm Doug Falconer. It's your agri-weather forecast on the voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Today, again, heat warning in effect. Sunshine, then turning partly cloudy in a risk of a thunderstorm late this afternoon. Winds from the southeast at 20, gusting to 40 kilometers an hour. High of 32 degrees with the humidex, it'll feel more like 35. Tonight, clearing this evening, a risk of a thunderstorm early in the evening. Winds from the southeast still at 20, gusting to 40 kilometers an hour, then becoming light, a low of 18. 
Tomorrow, sunny, then becoming partly cloudy in the afternoon. Also a risk of a thunderstorm late in the afternoon. High of 32 with the Humidex 33 degrees, the low 18. Wednesday, partly cloudy with a 30% chance of showers. High of 29, the low 16. Thursday, sunshine, high of 29, a low of 12. Friday, sunshine, high of 28, a low of 11. Saturday, sunny, high of 27, a low of 12. And Sunday, sunshine, high of 30 degrees. Normal highs are 22, normal low is 8. Sun rose at 4.50 this morning, and the sun will set at 9.05 tonight. Taking a look around the province, in Estevan, Swift Current, Weyburn, and Yorkton, they're all sitting at 29 degrees. Saskatoon is at 31. And speaking of Saskatoon, they are the hot spot in the province at 31, and the cold spot, Uranium City, at 15. In Regina, mostly cloudy, south-southeast wind at 19 kilometers an hour, humidity of 50%, temperature at 29 degrees, that's 84 Fahrenheit, and the barometric pressure is at 101.6 and falling. In Moose Jaw, partly cloudy, south-southeast wind at 18 to 30, temperature 29 degrees as well. Again in Regina, mostly cloudy, south-southeast wind at 19, temperature 29 degrees. Back in a moment. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on the Voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers, where you're guaranteed the best buying and selling experience. McDougalAuction.com The Nature Conservancy of Canada says it aims to raise $500 million to conserve more than 5,000 square kilometers of grasslands in Alberta, Saskatchewan and Manitoba. Jeremy Hogan is their director of Prairie Grassland Conservation. Well, I think we're lucky as Canadians in the sense that we have a very large uh, section of the remaining grasslands in North America. It is across all three prairie provinces, uh, but it's significantly reduced from what it used to be. Uh, So it's a critical time now to step in and protect what's left, which is about 20% of the original extent. Grasslands are super important for things like water filtration and storage, so preventing drought and floods. Uh, they're a, a food security issue for Canadians, um, providing grazing land for livestock and things like that. And they're also a, a major source of uh, carbon storage for the world. He outlines their plans for southwestern Saskatchewan. Yeah, so that's the Parker Conservation Project. Uh, it's going to be a, a fairly large, about 1,100 hectares. And it's right in the Cypress Hills area. So it's an area of higher elevation than much of the prairies. And it it means that it's a really unique place in the sense that there's lots of plants and animals there that exist nowhere else in the world. So it's a, a really cool opportunity to protect those species that are only found there. Hogan tells us what kinds of animals are native to that area. There's lots of, it's it's one of the densest cougar populations in the world, for example. Uh, there's lots of uh, grassland songbirds that only nest in that area, so things like Sprague's pipit. Also lots of large kind of migratory animals, such as pronghorn, which are the kind of antelope-like animals that roam the prairies, uh, as well as deer, elk, that kind of thing. He then explains their prairie grasslands action plan. Yeah, so we're very excited to be launching our Prairie Grassland Action Plan with the Nature Conservancy of Canada. Um, at present, even though we're already down to only about 20% of Canada's intact grasslands remaining, we're still losing close to 150,000 acres a year. And 
our intentions are to try and at least offset that amount by conserving what we can annually through 2030. And that'll lead to about 500,000 hectares of conservation by that time, which is an area about six times the size of Calgary. Hogan adds that they're not just focusing on southwestern Saskatchewan. Absolutely, yeah. We are fairly active all the way across the province. Uh, We work with anybody that has uh, high-value ecosystems on their properties if they're interested in working with us. Our particular focal areas in Saskatchewan include the Capella River Valley, the Cypress Uplands, which is where Parker is, as well as the Missouri Coteau. He tells us how this all ties in with World Environment Day today. I think it's a good time for Canadians to both celebrate uh, all that we have in Canada. We're a really blessed place in the sense that we have a lot of high value and really, truly incredible um, natural areas. But we also need to take a little bit of a time to pause and reflect on the fact that many of them, including grasslands, are continually threatened by conversion for human use. So I think it's, it's a good time for people to become aware of just how important these ecosystems are and just how threatened they can be despite the size of Canada. There are definitely um, issues with our remaining segments. He concludes with these comments. I would just say that it's, it's really important that all Canadians uh, consider just how important grasslands are for all of us. Even if you don't live and work there, they provide all kinds of services to humans beyond just providing habitat for plants and animals. Um, they make sure that we have safe water to drink. We don't have to worry about floods. They store carbon for us and mitigate some of the worst effects of climate change. And they are uh, the food basket for Canada and much of the world. I think that it's really important for us to recognize how special they are and how they are the unsung hero of the country that we should protect what's left. Jeremy Hogan is the director of Prairie Grassland Conservation with the Nature Conservancy of Canada. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Ryan Young. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Looked at Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineer-tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small-town lumberyard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com The United States is stepping up the pressure on Mexico and its position on genetically modified corn. Mexico is re-examining a plan to ban GM corn for animal feed and industrial use, but is not budging on a ban on GM corn used in dough or tortillas. The United States says that the measure is not based on science and violates terms of the North American Free Trade Agreement. The Americans requested formal trade consultations in March over objections to Mexico's plan to limit imports of GM corn. Those consultations have ended, and now the U.S. is proceeding to the next step. This is reporter Rod Bain. Failure of those technical consultations to resolve this issue led to Friday's announcement by USTR that our nation is requesting dispute settlement consultations with Mexico under USMCA. That to address concerns about Mexican policy limiting import of ag biotech products. In a statement, Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack said our nation fundamentally disagrees with Mexico's position on biotechnology, resulting in pursuit of the latest consultations. The Reuters news agency asked the Canadian Trade Ministry if our country plans to take a similar action against Mexico. A spokesperson was quoted as saying Canada is considering its next steps 
and would be guided by what is in the best interest of our farmers and the Canadian agriculture sector. Here's the market updates with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. Market update is brought to you by Sask Pork, working on behalf of Saskatchewan hog producers and our community. Grain prices at Viterra were mostly down in early trading today. Durham is down $9.19 to $3.96.61 a metric ton. Canola is down $1.40 to $6.50.02. And number one red spring wheat is up $3.66 at $3.66.63. The rest were unchanged. Feed barley, $3.30.61. Chickpeas, $10.36.17. Flax, $5.41.98. Lentils, $7.43.48. Oats, $2.20.32. Yellow peas 373.66 and feed wheat 270.97. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, hard red spring wheat for July is up eight cents at eight dollars and fifteen and three quarter cents a bushel. It's the livestock reports on the Voice of Saskatchewan 6:20 CKRM. The livestock quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn Livestock 842-4574. Now, the latest livestock quotes. Heartland Livestock Market Report. It's Brett Jensen reporting from the Swift Current Yards. Last week we had 2,400 head on offer, and here's how it went. The good cows, they traded from $1.50 to $1.68. Medium cows were $1 to $1.40. Heiferets and feeding cows, they were $1.80 to $2.20. Good bulls, they traded from $1.40 to $1.73. Into the feeder cattle from our 32nd anniversary sale last Thursday, the steer division, four-weight steers were $3.15 to $3.21. The five-weight steers, they were $3.50 to $3.84. Six weight steers, they were 322 to 366. The seven weight steers were 287 to 306. The eight weight steers, they were 268 to 310. And the nine weights, they were 1025 at 250. Into the heifer trade here, the four weight heifers were 232 to 236. And the five weight heifers, they were 284 to 339. The six weight heifers, they were 280 to 302. And the seven weight heifers, they were 244 to 296. The eight weights, they were 240 to 263. And the nine weights were 220. To 258. We'll see you tomorrow at our regular Tuesday sale with three to five hundred head of regular cattle on offer. For further information, give us a call 773-3174. Canada's source for quality, Heartland Livestock and Swift Current. And now the latest pork prices for the Brandon and Moose Jaw plants, currently $198.45 per CKG. Coming up, the resource report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Ryan Young. Now the Resource Report, brought to you by Farm Fresh Water. They'll make your well water wonderful and your dugout drinkable. Get your Farm Fresh Water today at farmfreshwater.ca. And Mazank Fuels, your local branded Petro-Canada wholesaler for over 40 years. Fill up the tank, call Mazank, 306-721-6667. The Bank of Canada will announce its next interest rate decision this week. Although there's speculation that the central bank will raise interest rates again on Wednesday, economists don't expect the bank to pull the trigger. TD Director of Economics James Orlando says the central bank will likely want more time to assess the state of the economy and signal the rate hike to financial markets. But he adds a rate hike is in the realm of possibility this summer. General Motors plans to invest more than $1 billion in two Flint, Michigan manufacturing plants for the production of next-generation internal combustion engine heavy-duty trucks. 
company says it will build internal combustion vehicles throughout this decade, as well as make electric vehicles. GM has a goal of building only electric passenger vehicles in the U.S. by 2035. The Detroit automaker reported a 38% year-over-year increase in heavy-duty pickup sales last year, with nearly 288,000 trucks sold. On the markets, the TSX is down 21 points at 21,003. The Dow is down 123 points to 33,639. Oil is up 91 cents at $72.65 per barrel, and the Canadian dollar is at 74.50 cents U.S. And that's the Resource Report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast, brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. And that's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Ryan Young. Have a nice day. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide.